Hey everybody, we got the post WrestleMania and Raw uh, prediction podcast. We're going to really get it in today. I got Mr. Gerard Bonaire. I have Miss hey, Deborah hey. Oxtail. Hey, and we are back at it again. We are down one man. He's got some other things to take care of, but he will be back. He didn't win anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, no, I'm just joking. Nah, I'm just joking. We love Jamari. We love him. We love him. But, we love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into, we're going to leave them on a cliffhanger. We're not going to give them the, the, the winner of the contest yet. We're going to talk <laughs> about, uh, you know, WrestleMania 38 in totality. And then we'll go for, um, we'll get into the fun stuff too. So let's start. Um, we're going to, as, as formal, as a, as a uh, formal thing that we do, we're going to let Miss Oxtail go. Uh, we love our black women, right? Um, and anyone as awesome as Miss Oxtail can go. Anytime in front of me, so um, I, like that. I want let's, awesome. let's make it unique this time. Instead of breaking down every single match, what was your opinion of night one? Let's start with that, Miss Oxtail. I thought night one was my favorite night of the two. They definitely started off with a bang. It had some great um, matches. Not that night two didn't have great matches, but I felt like. There was a lot more excitement night one. Mm-hmm. So it set the bar really, really high. And I was hoping that night two would just be just as exciting, but it wasn't that exciting to me. Mm. What would you grade night one? I would say night one, I would do a, a five out of five. Okay. If you were going to do a school like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, what would you give it? Um, I would say an A. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then night two, what do you give it as a grade? Night two, I would say a B. Okay. Okay. All right. Mr. Bonner, what would you give me some of your, your, your um, feedback on night one and, and then we'll go to night two, but go ahead. Let's start with night one. So in terms of night one, um, I felt like they did this from a, a smart perspective in terms of programming. I felt like they got some of the matches that we weren't as vested in out of the way early. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they started fairly strong with the SmackDown tag title match. Um, but then they had a couple of other matches in there that we knew, okay, well, if we're just starting with these, that's okay because it's about to pick up. And I think it picked up really, really well. Um, night one was big. I, I think between both nights, one of the things that they did really, really well was they gave us moments. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm a believer now more than ever that in the world of wrestling, moments are bigger than moves. Mm. People don't remember the move that you did here in the move, but they remember the moment they remember the emotions. And so that's where I felt like both nights delivered in different ways. So, you know, in terms of a grade, I'm giving it both nights an A, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they both get A's for me. Okay. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. Um, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to answer the format that I asked you guys, and then we're going to elaborate a little bit more here. 
I'm going to say night A was a night one was A without a question. The, the the match of the night, in my personal opinion, was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Um, I did like the Cody and Seth. That was a big moment. Um, Drew Corbin was fine. Um, but the match and oh Stone Cold being in such great cardiovascular shape surprised the hell out of me. So night one, a lot of surprises. Didn't expect it to be that good, to be honest. Even though the card was good, but definitely the match that that carried night one was Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. And I do hope Bianca's uh, eye gets better soon and soon and soon because she get, took a nasty bump there. Night two, being honest, uh, I give it a B minus. Um, Seeing Vince take his jacket off and get in the ring at that late age and to still be able to, to, to deliver as a performer it was great. Um, Lesnar in, in uh, range was good. So B minus, but A, A definitely A for night one and A night two, uh, B plus for night two. So let's elaborate a little bit more. What for night one, Miss Oxtail, what was absolutely your favorite match and your favorite moment? I mean, my favorite match was definitely um, Bianca winning. Mm -hmm. That was the most important one for me. Because mm -hmm. um, I wanted that redemption story for her. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, it was BS that she lost so quickly the first time. Mm -hmm. And so, because I think it was a problem with her losing the belt. It was just how she lost it, and she's supposed to be this tough, formidable opponent for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I was very happy with that. I thought the entrances for both of them were was amazing. Becky looked amazing. Bianca looked great. Um, it was just everything. Um, then after that, I would say Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. That was. It was great to see Stone Cold back, and I didn't think there was going to be a match. Mm -hmm. I really didn't think there was, because, you know, Stone Cold hadn't been in the ring in almost 20 years. You know, he looked a bit rusty, but he got warmed up. He seemed, Like, he warmed up as the match went on, when he took the bump and everything else. Mm -hmm. So that was great. And, you know, just is a full circle moment for Kevin Owens, knowing that he's a Stone Cold fan. Mm-hmm. And he was basically able to um, wrestle his idol and then them, the two brothers carrying his ass out the ring. That was great, too. Mm -hmm. um, and then seeing Cody and the pop that he got, that was something else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had spoken to a friend, um, shout out to the Almanac show. And I said, um, you know, this is a perfect example of, you know, you go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Mm, we're going to elaborate on that, too, in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just all the booze he was getting at AEW, like, for no reason whatsoever. And for him to come back to WWE and get the applause that he got and the, and the pop that he got, you know, my favorite part was when he did his little tribute to Dusty. You know, I had to shed a little tear because that was like, you know you can't run away from certain shadows, right? Like you are Dusty's son. Mm -hmm. Even though you want to try to forge your own way, you know, you can't escape that. So you must have just embrace it, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. that was um, a beautiful moment. So we'll see what, what happens from here on out. Um, him coming through the, the bottom entrance 
he looks very, you know, Ivan Drago-ish from, uh, <laughs> from Rocky when he came from, when he was fighting Apollo Creed and he came from underneath the stage. That was really interesting. But, um, yeah, just going to be great to see what his, um, what it's going to be. Um, I didn't really care for Charlotte and Ron, Ronda personally. Um, I was kind of impressed by Logan Paul. I'm not going to hold you. Like I was, I didn't know what to expect and he did really well. So I guess he's been training really hard and really getting it in because, you know, um, his little thing to Eddie, you know, mocking Eddie and all that stuff was, was, was funny. And then for him to get betrayed by the Miz. So I don't know, maybe Logan Paul is going to have a little run in WWE and maybe there'd be another, um, a match between him and the Miz at a pay-per-view. I'm not sure. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, and then for night two, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is, uh, yeah, yeah. Give us night two. I'll let you do one. And then I'll go do the same thing, same format with Mr. Bonner as well. So night two, match and moment for you, Miss Oxtail. What match did you like? What moment really stuck out to you? Um, I would say I'm glad that Bianca. No, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks and Naomi won. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um. You know, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville was kind of, was, it was, uh, but it, it grew on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Um, I love Pat McAfee, his entrance to the White Stripes and him um, beating Austin Theory and then Vince coming out. That was, that was funny. And just seeing Stone Cold come out the second night. But that was glad to see because, you know, he, he got the whole week. We got Stone Cold for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the return of Bobby Lashley. I'm glad he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, I I picked Bobby Lashley, so I, that's one pick that I actually probably won. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, to see him, you know, dominate and uh, beat almost was good. He saw what happened in Raw, but um, it was good to see Bobby back. Mm-hmm. I was definitely so. All right, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And um, Brock and Roman, um, I wanted more, but they said that you know Roman got hurt, and um, you know I, w- I wasn't really impressed with it. Edge versus AJ, and then you know, uh, you know, I'm just over, I'm just over Edge. I really, really am. I really am. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Wow. All right. Mr. Bonner for night one match and moment, sir. Wow. Uh, night one, um, there were some, some definite great matches and moments. Uh, I'm torn because I think the Bianca Becky match really was a great match. Um, really was a great match. And I think what it showed was the growth and the maturation of Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. This is a different Bianca Belair than who won the women's championship a year ago at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. She's different. She's better. She's grown. And this version of Becky was the right kind of challenge for her. Mm-hmm. And so I thought they had an incredible match. And contrary to what Ric Flair would say, that was the best women's match of the night. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Um, I, I got to tell you, the Cody 
the entire Cody thing was so surreal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, we, we knew Cody came from WWE, but what it showed me was, first of all, the power of programming. Mm-hmm. We have seen Cody Rhodes in an AEW ring for the last three years mm-hmm. to the point where we literally associate him with AEW. And we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. But when I saw him inside of a WWE ring, this is the first time we've seen someone make the jump from AEW to WWE. No doubt. And for it to be someone of Cody's caliber, I don't know that people really understand how big this really is. Mm-hmm. If you go through the airport in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, there is a picture. When you come up the stairs, uh, from your flight and go to baggage claim. There's a whole spot there that says welcome to Atlanta. And they have all of these Atlanta celebs and big wigs whose pictures are there. And among those pictures is Cody and Brandy Rose. Are you serious? I'm what? serious. I got to look on, when I go on top of that. Mm-hmm. Then in the airport, there's a whole separate section while you're walking through if you have just come from you know uh getting ready to board and things like that there's a whole section and they have a giant picture of cody and brandy cody is a big deal like i'm literally thinking they're going to have to change that at the airport because they can't have him as the aew exec anymore but that's what they have Mm -hmm. so it is that big of a deal and I will say this, what what to me was the Trump card when it came to that, sorry to use the word Trump, mm-hmm. but, for, <laughs> but what was the Trump card for this was they pulled the trick that AEW has been pulling. That's it. So the CM Punk entrance and return to, to wrestling means nothing if he comes out to other music besides Cult of Personality. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy's entrance means nothing if he doesn't come out to Jeff Hardy's music. Mm-hmm. AEW did the coup by getting the licensing to be able to rock with that music so that when you as a fan hear it within two seconds, you know who it is. Mm-hmm. WWE literally gave Cody every single piece of his entrance that he had in AEW. Mm-hmm. Every single piece. From the theme song to the way he rises up from the bottom to every part of it mm-hmm. that was epic and to see that in front of seventy-seven thousand people massive i can't get the image out of my head mm-hmm. so that was a massive moment and the match him and seth great i, I man i love it stone cold i had a feeling the match was going to happen um i was reminded of a couple of things when i saw stone cold and this won't be popular but (laughs) for one um he definitely was a step slower Mm -hmm. two i was reminded hey he wasn't like the catches catch can wrestler anyway he was just a brawler to begin with and so that's what we got Mm -hmm. i'm not mad at it but i definitely don't need it again Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. He, he got a little spice. I, some spice. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's been so long, 
I would, you know, it's it's kind of, I'm going to use a music reference. It's like Earth, Wind, and Fire. They don't need to write another song. Yeah. Their hits are so great. We're going to go to the concert and hear what they did from 30 years ago, and we're going to love it. We don't need a new Earth, Wind, and Fire record. Mm -hmm. We did not need a new Stone Cold match. We have been living for 19 years off of the body of work that he's already done. Mm -hmm. I don't think this needed to be his last match. Mm -hmm. I just think we should have left it at WrestleMania 19, him and The Rock, let that be that night. He could always come back and drop a stunner. I'm mm -hmm. good with that. I just didn't. With that said, with that said, the idea that Kevin Owens was in the main event of WrestleMania cannot be lost on us. Mm -hmm. Against Stone Cold Steve Austin, major. Yeah. Absolutely major. And I think it just speaks volumes to Kevin Owens and to Stone Cold. So for me, night one, those were the massive highlights for me. Fantastic. Okay. Good insight. Night two, match and moment. I'm going to tell you, night two, oh, <laughs> night two got me from the start. Mm -hmm. When Triple H showed up mm -hmm. to start night two, I was not ready. I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. It was highly emotional. And I think this WrestleMania was probably one of the most emotional WrestleManias we've seen in a long time. From the, the responses that The Undertaker was getting to the official retirement of Triple H, mm -hmm. like, ooh, 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 ooh. Mm -hmm. that was that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, but it was good. Uh, we talked about entrances, so I know Deborah doesn't like Edge. I don't know why, but let me tell you something. This Edge AJ Styles match mm -hmm. delivered match of the night, night two. Without question, mm -hmm. it was everything we thought it would be, and then some. Mm -hmm. And those ent the entrance of Edge was in it was badass. Yeah. Oh my god! And then you add the whole, you know, Damian Priest piece in there. Mm -hmm. Now it looks like we were building something with Edge. This, this is this is phenomenal. I, I loved it. Uh, quickly, I love Sasha and Naomi as the tag team champions. I think they're the most cohesive women's team right now in the sport. Yeah. Period. What a finish they, they are, What a finish. Oh, move. God. Oh, it was so good. Mm -hmm. It was so good. I loved it. Pat McAfee, man, he can do no wrong. He's lovable, he, isn't he? So lovable. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. He literally got one of the biggest reactions of the night, which is crazy mm -hmm. when you think about all the talent that was there. Mm -hmm. That was nuts. Um, and, uh, let's see the other thing. Oh, the, the, John, <laughs> the Johnny Knoxville piece. I learned something with this Johnny Knoxville match. Mm -hmm. First thing I learned is I don't watch Jackass. So I didn't know any of the other people <laughs> that were floating around or whatever, mm -hmm. but I was so amazed at how into the match, uh, Michael Cole was, mm -hmm. he sold that match like crazy. But then it wasn't just him. The people were going crazy. So it showed me, you know what? Sometimes we do things for the larger audience. And this match was so bad mm -hmm. that it was good. <laughs> and, and, and for me, I just said the reason, and this is why I gave night two an A, because it showed me that we need the sport and we need the entertainment. Mm -hmm. And it all worked. 
together. And I'm much more of a sport guy than I am an entertainment guy. But I found that that ended up being a great palate cleanser for some of the more serious things that we would end up seeing. So, yeah, those are my highlights. And, of course, you know, Roman, the undisputed champion, our tribal chief, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my great for my typo chief. Okay, all right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> WrestleMania night one. I'm gonna go with my match and moment. So, Bianca and um, Becky uh, again. Be- I have seen. I saw Becky do more moves in that ma- in that match and do more risky things than I've ever seen her do in her entire career. But um, as far as I have seen on the main roster. She did more. She took more. She took more uh, chances. They they threw everything in the wrench in this yeah. match. They went. Um, it's not balls to the wall, but ovaries to the wall, and um, oh they just <laughs> they went ovaries to the omelet, and uh, they just went so hard. I was like, this is this is wrestling. And then there was some stiffness in there, and there was some little. It was a. It was. This is. This might be one of the best rivalries in WWE in the last probably decade, to be honest, in terms of the just the match quality consistently, um, mm-hmm. and us being so responding to Bianca losing so quickly. That hate that I had in my heart, in the words of Dave Chappelle, the hate I had in my heart, I had to let it out. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so that match, oh. I was like, this is this is literally wrestling, and it's I yeah, Bianca Belair. I know she's in her uh, early thirties. Uh, I don't know how much longer she wants to do this, but she is by far one of the best performers in the world. Period. And Becky to be able to 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 be as physical and to carry herself because we know Becky went through a pregnancy. We know Becky has had uh, serious injuries as well before, and for her to to be as risky and to really go all out says a lot about her as a professional. And she absolutely snapped back. To, from the mommy um, situation, from being a mother to looking as best as she's ever looked in her entire life. So much respect to that. Um, other than that, oh, of course, I love Stone Cold and Kevin. You could tell, you could tell that Stone Cold was getting winded. Going down that ramp is tough. That 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 made me tired. I was like, God damn, that's a lot of ramp. <laughs> um, it it uh, but I, I don't. I, at the end of the day. It's Texas. Stone Cold is Texan. Yeah, he could have did some stunners, but I like the way they were smart about working the match because a true just a, just a true regular match match wouldn't have worked, and um, mm-hmm. it was a smart way to do it. They did a lot of outside the ring stuff, but all in all, despite him looking like he hadn't wrestled in twenty years from time to time, I think he pulled it off um, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew cutting the 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 the, uh, the ring. Rope with his sword was was hilarious. Very WWE. We know that sword is very blunt, so there's no way in hell that that sword is that sharp. Um, but it was inter- it was cool. Um, the Charlotte and, Round- and Ronda match was just kind of plotting. Uh, it seemed like they were trying to go somewhere, but I was trying to figure out like what type. They were telling a disjointed story. I didn't. It wasn't as cohesive as necessary, but it, it looked like. Um, you know, Ronda just, I don't know if it's just they haven't wrestled a lot in a long time or it was just needed a little bit more seasoning. But it was okay, but I definitely think it could have been smoother overall. Um, and then Cody, no doubt, I lost my shit. I mean, it was like, 
for me in my life, it's like the Ravens winning 2001 and the 2013 Super Bowl. Um, my Ravens winning or my Orioles making the playoffs after like almost a decade, a decade plus not being in the playoffs. I think from 1997 to 2016. Yeah. So 97 to almost 20, almost. Yep. Damn near 20 years that we didn't make the playoffs. So it had goosebumps. I, like you said, I couldn't believe my eyes. Cody, I mean, looked amazing. Like you said, giving him his music that he could have. Um, and Cody is a star, and for them to be embracing him. Uh, I like what Deb said about the AEW audience. I think some of them are just smart marks, man. They're just marky, marky marks. They all smell like uh, onions, and um, they just... And, oh, my God. <laughs> and some of them, some of them, the more extreme types are, you know, uh, are like, you know, they're in their mama's basement, and, uh, you know, they're just these weird, marky dudes, and they just wanted to hate... Co- Cody and we could see through Groves to the top that him and Brandy had bitter, bigger um, aspirations and I don't think AEW the way that it's set up currently has that infrastructure to really facilitate his long term uh, things that he wants to accomplish him and Brandy so um, that's that happened over the night too um, moment uh, for me I'm gonna go with I, I just love Naomi and Sasha, I think again we talked about this in a previous episode. They really can bring some meaningfulness to these titles, uh, and they can really do something. I think honestly, they should have the title for at least the next six months, um, and then really put their name on it. They need to merch it up. There needs to be like it. It just they need to be the ones who are like definitively, and maybe even come up with a cooler name than you know. I know Glo- Boss Glow, Global, but it, it can come up with something a little bit cooler. I think. Um, than just that, but I guess that harkens back to previous times, but I would like to see a different name. Um, but yeah, they're going to do some wonderful things. And then other than that, I, I just, I got a kick out of seeing Vince McMahon's 70 year old wrinkly muscular, it had a weird muscular wrinkly thing going. Like he's really wrinkly, but right. he's muscular at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to arm wrestle him. I'll tell you that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so that was hilarious. And then, like I said, McAfee is the most lovable. He does some, he, He's obnoxious in a good way. Right. Uh, I love when he jumps up on top of the desk and dances. I love his little Pittsburgh accent. I love his little white boy swag with the little haircut. And just, he's just a quirky, he's like that white friend that you always want to hang out with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just, I just really genuinely like him as a human being. He's a genuinely good dude. The AJ Styles and Edge match was a little long, sir. It was wow. a great match. It was a great match. You had to tell the story. You had to. They worked the arm. They told the leg. They told the ribs. I looked on Edge's shoulder blade. He looked like he had a serious laceration. Did you see that? Uh, I have to go back and watch that part again. I missed that. On part. his right, I think it was his right shoulder blade. He had a serious laceration. Like it looked like he had cut something. Um, mm-hmm. And so I loved it. It was it, even the people I went to. We, we had gone to the movies to watch it at AMC, and uh, it, they were like. A little long, a little long, a little, little bit long for the match. But hey, you wanted to tell a story. His entrance was great. Like you said, Damian Priest was great. Um, Roman Reigns, Lesnar, a little short. But at the end of the day, how many suplexes and spears are we going to have in a match? Um, I was a little agitated because they said this is the biggest match of all time. You're disrespecting X17, X, uh, X7, X8. Um to me, uh, the first time the, the, it was the undisputed title was very important too, but that wasn't at WrestleMania. So 
I, I was a little agitated because they were doing the typical WWE thing where they overemphasize. I get it. It's stupendous. We get it. it. But it's the biggest match of all time. And it to end like that, I think the end, Roman's definitely hurt or, more hurt than we know. And um, I think it was an abrupt ending um, from what I'm hearing from secondary sources. I don't know if this is fully true, but um, someone said he looked a little hurt uh, on Raw. So wish it was a little longer. I don't think for them to say it was the biggest match of all time. Maybe it was, but they've already unified the title multiple times. So I think it was just a little bit WWE speak. And that is my take for night one and night two. So we're going to talk about Cody. Then we're going to get into the predictions that we have and, and who won and all that goody, 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 goody. But Miss Oxtail, I want your thoughts on what is the journey for Cody moving forward? He gets an opportunity to be at the grandest stage of them all and to right. talk. But what happens now? That's what matters for the next two to three, two to six months. What do you, what do you think, Ms. Oxtail? Well, you know, it's very interesting because, you know, Cody had his little hit list or whatever that he had put on um, his page. So he did WrestleMania. So I think, you know, of course, his, his goal, as he said um, on Raw yesterday, was to get the big belt. So we're just going to have to see his journey and see who they have him going against. I don't think the, the Seth and Cody story is over. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, who he's going to start, you know, knocking off you know, here and there um, is going to be up to the writers to make him look good and make him look strong since he has such a great um, welcome, you know. So I just want to see it evolve. I just want to see who he's going to, you know, start taking out. Um, I want to see how how soon he loses a match. You know what I'm saying? Are they going to have him be this dominant person that, you know, has to win everything kind of like, you know, CM Punk, except for that, you know, one loss to that loss to um, MJF. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see who they have him going against because, you know, Roman is, is probably not going to be wrestling for a while, right? Because he's hurt. So, you know, I don't think they're going to give up that belt anytime soon as they normally do when people get hurt. So we'll see what's I want to see the first belt that he gets Me too. and how quick that is. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mr. Bonner? Um, you know, one thing that I love about Cody is he is uh, an advocate for long-term storytelling, which I think is an art that is lost these days. And so I think, you know, in terms of what his journey is, he does not need to have a title shot next month. Um, <laughs> WWE has a bad habit of taking guys and immediately putting them in the, in the title picture. We know that's the ultimate destination to me. I think the smart play here is let's take a year long journey and let's put Cody in the title picture. Uh, come next year's WrestleMania in LA. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we're looking at my God, Cody and Roman next year at mania, you know, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be bonkers. And so the journey to get there, I think, you know, one thing I'm learning to do is to trust the process. You know, most of us didn't understand the initial 26 second loss for Bianca, but 
that loss, as crazy as and as disjointed as it was, served multiple purposes. It made us hate Becky. It made us love Bianca more. And we got to watch this journey for Bianca to get her come up in, at Mania. I think they, I, okay, here we go. I think they have to ignore the internet wrestling community. <laughs> Ign- ignore the internet wrestling community who's going to say a bunch of stupid stuff. Like, you know, after, you know, if by June Cody doesn't have the title, they're going to say he's wait, they're wasting Cody's run, blah, blah, blah. No. Here's the deal. I think you give this a year. And by mania of next year, Cody's fighting for the title. So that gives us a lot of room to do a lot of things. I mean, he could win the Rumble. Or he could end up having to go another route to get there. We like watching that journey to get to Mania. We've got great things happening at SummerSlam. We've got Survivor Series. We've got Money in the Bank. We've got a lot of different options. So I think there's some really creative spaces. And let's not forget, there's a lot of matches for Cody to have. Right. A lot of- give, me, give me two or three. What do you got, Gerard? What do you got? Oh, my gosh. I mean... Lord, Cody, Cody and Orton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, sick. You know, Deborah's going to love this. Cody and Edge. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that, that's, a, that's a Cody and AJ. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I think, I think there are a ton of options right now for Cody. Because here's, I think they set the bar in terms of Cody's level of opponent. If mm-hmm. your first opponent is Seth, then you can't just, you know, have Cody have a program with T Bar. Mm-hmm. Like right. he should he should never see T Bar. He should <laughs> never see, you know, Omos and some of these other not no not but, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. There are so here's the pun. Cody's opponents belong on an elite level. Mm-hmm. Simply because that's what Seth proved. When you walk into WrestleMania and you fight and beat Seth, you aren't Stardust anymore. Mm-hmm. And clearly, everybody accepts that. So I think in the next year, you line up these amazing dream matches that we have with all of these guys. I mean, you got you got Kevin Owens. They had a dark match at Raw, which is a great concept. Like, there's a bunch of things that can be done with guys in WWE. Uh, shoot, he'd have an amazing match with Riddle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, there, there's a... The, the names are just endless in terms of people he could do great business with. I think we do all of those things in this first year. And, and let me say this, here's the other play. You don't have him wrestle on raw every week. Mm-hmm. Right. Cody is special. Mm-hmm. And so special folks only come out during the pay-per-views and you don't put them on every pay-per-view. You put him maybe on every other one or let him come out for the big ones. And he can do promos and all kinds of other things. But let us lead up to something. Don't overexpose Cody. Don't overset. Nope. Nope. Play this card right so that by the time we get to Rumble, we want to see him win. And by the time we get to Mania, we're like, this is going to be the guy who gets the title. Mm, I love it. I love but, it. My thought right, of, because... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh no, go on. No, 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 go ahead, no I was Deb. gonna say no, I was saying because Cody's not tied to any brand, right? So he's not tied to Raw or SmackDown. As far as we know. Right. Right. We'll so find that out for sure Friday. Yeah, so he could basically be on both. 
But if you say that he's, if you're saying that the end game is possibly to have him WrestleMania against Roman, so that means there'll be no Rock against Roman, right? Well, here's the thing with Rock. Um, Rock is hard to tie down for a few reasons. <laughs> his whole contract, his movies, all of that jazz makes it hard. And so even though it's in L.A., um, you know, it's an interesting play. If you go Rock Roman in L.A., Rock or Roman can't be him. Right. You know, that's so, true because the rock so, can't. Uh, uh, the rock is not going to be even a part timer, so right, you right. can't have the rock beat Roman, who's a, who would be the undisputed champion at the time or whatever. It, yeah, it, 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 because you, you you already know the outcome. So yeah. I think you know it, if Rock ends up being a, a you know available for Mania, then we're looking at you know Rock Roman, and that's not for the title. But if Rock's not available and Roman's still champion. I think that's the way that 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 goes. So you would have, you know? but would you have Cody go over Roman? though? <laughs> absolutely. Ah, after you built a dude to win. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll extrapolate that. Yeah, so okay, let's, absolutely. Okay, so my thing about Cody is they have already used as much media as they've thrown as much media behind Cody as much as possible. They're using clips. They're using the bump. They're using. Um, I actually saw a WWE media scrum. I was like, they do media scrums? I right. did not know that because t- typically um, they do a little bit of press maybe on, on, on ESPN or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, but they don't really do like a legitimate scrum scrum type thing where you talk to the wrestlers per se. Um, mm-hmm. And um, they use other platforms up leading up to WrestleMania. They use other WWE specific platforms to lead up to, but they're very, they're very, they seem very, you know, scripted and overly planned it's like okay but it's not as non it's not as fourth wall as scrums can be um so when i saw cody doing a scrum i didn't i never i didn't see anybody else had you guys clear my mind has the wwe done do they typically do scrums to my knowledge they don't it has been a long time since they've done a post mania press conference a long time okay and so i think this is, again, this is WWE being brilliant. They know the whole world wants to hear from Cody. The whole world. Mm-hmm. So you create these outlets because it's going to draw everybody to the platform where he's at. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a brilliant move because they know everybody wants to hear what he has to say. Everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. I also want to say with Cody, you do not want to put a mid-level card title on him. This is oh, why no. I heard you say, Deb, you say, hey, he could, he could, you know, he could get a title. The only title he needs to get is a championship. He, at this point, he's either the tier that he's on is tier one. He's tier one. He doesn't, he can beat the mid-card people, but they would have to be top mid-card, like a Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, that type deal. What do you guys right. think about that? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And we, we probably might take a couple of those names off of that list. Oh, okay. but <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Listen. Uh, need I remind you, Ricochet lost to Umberto Carrillo. <laughs> what did Ricochet as, do this time? Behind as the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's hard for me to call Ricochet top tier. Ricochet and Lucha was top tier. Ricochet and NXT was top tier. Mm-hmm. Can't call him that right now. Okay. Okay, and a quick thing I wanted to bring up for you guys: New Day, New Day, New Day, New Day match was way too short at WrestleMania. They got shafted hard. Your thoughts on New Day Night Two 
uh, that was distasteful to me. Um, I didn't like that at all. And oh, Xavier looked good as hell. I said, "Damn, bro, he been he got some different muscles now. He got more. He looked way better in shape. Maybe because he's fully healed from his injuries. But Xavier looked amazing. But the loss didn't sit right with me. Yeah, you know, I I I definitely felt like they were going to lose, but I also felt like the match being that short. Right, just not happened at Mania. Um, I think they were trying to save time, which now tells me that you know the main event. They were trying to save some time for the main event because other things had gone a bit long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I certainly thought the main event, and I think we all thought the main event was going to go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. They were probably planning to get that to end around twelve, mm-hmm. um, and that ended up ending a little early because of the injury. So mm-hmm. I think it was a, an attempt to save some degree of time. I, I didn't like it. I would have preferred that they would have just put the match on SmackDown for crying out loud. But don't don't get it to Mania and and make the entrances longer than the match. Right. I think yeah. I claim I have to agree. Like the match that they put, they could have put that on any. They could have put that on regular TV. They didn't have to, that. Didn't need to be a WrestleMania thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you needed a a filler. Like that wasn't even a filler. That was just. Well, Kofi was hurt about it too. He, he's hurt about the, the night one being scratched. So I know they had to appease. I mean, I'm not, I don't think Vince McMahon's in the business of appeasing them, but they 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 have done a lot and they have put a lot of time in. And um, I do think, yeah, it could. I mean, something. I, I don't know what could maybe the edge match and, but you got to give them that time. So uh, maybe the people coming out like every now. Uh, but it, I don't really see where legitimately something could have been like truly cut cut per se. Um, the only. Space that I see that could have really been cut was you had the Undertaker and the Hall of Fame folks honored on night one. Mm-hmm. They normally don't do okay. Let's honor them again on night two. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was the Undertaker. Yeah, I totally get that, and I will never besmirch that. But if there was time to be cut, it could have been there. Here's part of the problem with this match, though. Part of the problem with this match is its story didn't really warrant a WrestleMania payoff. Mm. This story didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the here's the unfortunate part. The only major part about this story that we care about is the fact that Ridge Holland broke Biggie's neck. See that? See right. that? That should have turned them heel, or they should have been more aggressive, well, or shown something. Well, here's where they messed up. Yeah. They messed up. The next week, they put Kofi in a match against Ridge, mm-hmm. and, and it's supposed to be revenge. And Kofi loses. Then yeah. the following week, the following week, they have a match where Xavier goes against Ridge, and he wins in a roll up in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it does not see if this if they're going to use this as part of the storyline, then it should have been something far more aggressive that would make us care. Yeah. It, but but right. I mean, they didn't do that. And so that's why the match to me didn't deserve to be at Mania because it was a story. Do do, do does the New Day deserve to be at WrestleMania? Absolutely. But I don't think that match was uh, their level of quality at all. You're dealing with former tag champ Kofi, a former WWE champ against Sheamus and Ridge Holland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering if, if Kofi pissed off somebody in the in the back. 
No, I don't, I don't think they pissed off anybody. I think I think what ended up happening was obviously the Big E neck break was not part of the plan. The original plan was for it to be a six man tag, which would have probably been more interesting. All the New Day together, we would have Blitz in, we would have had enough element that would have made it a bit more interesting. They didn't really know how to rebound from Big E's neck being broken, and so that—that's I don't know who who to blame on that one. Um, you know, I, I really don't. But I think the story itself, it wasn't particularly, particularly after we had all of the things that we had happen. I mean, from the start, from the Raw Tag title match to Lashley to the crazy Knoxville match, Sasha and Naomi, Edge and AJ. And then we get this tag match that just felt like it was thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It, it was, so, basically. <laughs> It was. If anything, it should have been on night one in that opening set of matches that we weren't, you know, totally vested in. That would have made more sense. Yeah, no doubt. So now we are going to get to a final tally. We are going to talk about the person that won the inaugural pay-per-view prediction. (laughs) We're going to talk about a person that has been... Mm -hmm. Karen, he, he's winning this per, this this person. We don't know if it's a, a male or female. Has won multiple awards this year, and this is just going to go with their 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 trophy case. They are now the undisputed, the unquestioned, the world heavyweight pay per view wrestling show prediction champion of the world and universe. And that person can only be one. And that person is Gerard Barnier. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank the Academy. And, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'm completely teasing. Thank you. you this is, it was crazy. It was crazy. I just. Wow. Yeah, because it was really tough night one, guys, just so you guys know. And we have a group chat that we put together. It was pretty close. I, I had no shot from the first night. I really <laughs> dropped the ball. <laughs> it was pretty much De- Deb was leading for like the first couple of hours. And then Gerard just slowly catching up. And then at, by the end of the night, Gerard was one up on everybody. I said, or, or he was several up on, that, on me and Jamari. And Deb, I was like, oh, Deb might come back. Because she was smoking us. She was talking at that New York stuff. In the yes, chat, <laughs> voice notes, all of it. She was yeah. spicy. He felt herself. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Haitian was coming out. That Haitian, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> then um, Jamari started to make a push. I'm like, all right, maybe Jamari might be the secret one. And then he's just because he's a heel by nature, so he's making all these heel picks and he's starting to drop off. And then I came back. I'm like, I might be in the mix. No, I am not. <laughs> When it's all said and done, Gerard, 14 picks correct. Miss Deborah, 10 picks correct. Myself, 10 picks correct. And Jamare, 8 picks correct. So, champ, um, undisputed world heavyweight champion of pay-per-view predictions. predictions. How do you feel, Mr. Bonner? The floor is yours, sir. Your time to do a shoot promo. I feel great. Um, I will tell you, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Because I believe the only pick I got wrong was the SmackDown tag title match. Mm-hmm. 
And that was the first match. And so when that went awry, I was like, oh, boy, that's not a good way to start. <laughs> but um, the rest of the night, man, I, I feel really, really good. I think for me over the last few years, I've really been paying attention to how WrestleMania happens and what makes sense. And um, and that's it. It's just, you know, you got to read the tea leaves. And I, I was thinking to myself, they're going to think I have an inside track on this. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to think that. <laughs> and I promise you, I, I did not. Um, for me, it was just, okay, well, what what makes sense? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what made sense to me. I, I wish I was more of a heel to shoot more of a heel promo, but I'm actually scared to do that because then like the next one, I'll get none of them right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but no, I, I just, I think that, you know, it was, it was a great mania and, um, I'm just glad to have been in sync with what WWE is doing and hopefully they will see that and, and give me the good call up. But I love it. I love it. And guys, there will be a title that Gerard will be getting. I'm working on getting it purchased. That's so it's, crazy. Yeah, oh my God. We, yeah. We, we take it to the next level. He will have a dope title and we're going to want to take it away from him at any chance we got. Um, we, we going to come for that neck. I am a hybrid. I am kind of like a, 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 a vigilante. I'm not a heel. I'm not a face. I'm, I'm a tweener. Um and the way Deb was talking, I feel like she was a heel in the chat. So I don't know how she Man, wants to be presented. I was definitely <laughs> heel energy all day. Yeah. <laughs> but um there is a show that me and Gerard will be going to. I want to talk about this because I literally bought my tickets. I spent some good money and it wasn't tax money, it was just regular money. Um Gerard, talk about the <laughs> event that me and you will be at in April towards the end. Um that is a it's run by black people, and it's by the apparently I think it is. I think it is uh, Jonathan Grisham thing. Yeah. So uh, what's happening? The show is called uh, Vendetta. It's by a group called Battle Slam, and um, really the concept of the show, which I think is really really neat, is it's bringing together two worlds that make a whole lot of sense: wrestling and hip hop. And so um, it is being promoted. Uh, by some of the same folks who put together Terminus, which is uh, pretty exciting. And there's some pretty significant folks that are coming through. Um, Max Caster, Darius Martin, uh, Adam Priest is coming through. Uh, Queen Aminata is returning. God bless her soul. Wifey. Um, (laughs) It's going to be great. Plus, they're going to have uh, some hip-hop performances as well. Uh, Josiah Williams, a.k.a. Wrestling Flow, he will be there. I am so pumped for that. Uh, and Atlanta legend Pastor Troy will mm-hmm. be there uh, along with some other folks to be named later. So that's happening April the 24th here in Atlanta. And uh, I just got word that Fuego Del Sol is coming as well from oh. AEW. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's going to be really neat to see this. And uh, I love seeing uh, wrestling win. And when you can put wrestling and hip hop together, it's going to make for a good night. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm super stoked. And the doors at 5.30 yeah. p.m., bell time 7. I'm, my black mm-hmm. ass going to be there early. Um, Why not? Yeah. Because <laughs> now the only thing is... Uh, I gotta, we gotta figure out what we, I'm a, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna wear because this is a hip hop thing and I dress like it's 2004. Um, so, <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to work on my hip hop, like my urban wear. Like, I, I, I'm confused. I'm such an elder millennial. But, uh, <laughs> so, we're gonna figure this out. Uh, I might have to go to the oh, yeah. outlets. But, um, Miss Dad, what do you wanna plug before we finish up? Um, well, I'd like to plug you guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. For um, 
for just having me on the show constantly and and picking my brain and having making it really really fun because you know the the rest the wrestling community could be very toxic so it's very nice to uh, have such good energy with you guys so I want to you know give you guys your flowers and also you know I'm rooting for everybody black so just you know check out the Almanac Show Talk of Champions um, the Faction Show of course oh yes. Um, Public Enemies, Jobbeteers, um, the Quincy Jones Show, TFC News, all the, the great uh, black podcasters. Please support them because, you know, it's bad enough that, you know, we're in the minority. We don't get a lot of the, the attention and, and media um, looks that other get. So it's definitely up to us to support each other. So please check these people out. Listen, share. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Love it. And Mr. Bonner, where can, what, what would you like to uh, drop? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a big event coming up this Friday, Southern Honor Wrestling. Uh, our next show is SHW 38, and it is free. Mm. Totally free for everybody. Free! So uh, I, am, I am super pumped, and it's going to be a massive show. So by all means, get there. Uh, the tickets will be available at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, and, um, you know, it's first come, first serve. So get your tickets. Bell time is at 8. The doors are open at 7. We're doing a live pre-show there. We've got a DJ. It's just going to be a situation. So make sure you're there for SHW38. Uh, really excited. If for some reason you can't get there, you can watch our live pre-show uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling. I'll be there with Brandon Benefield. We do a whole cool pre-show. Love it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So check that out. Of course, you can check what we're doing out uh, at the Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our podcast is pretty much everywhere. Uh, like Deborah said, support all of these amazing podcasts that are out there. I do love the fact that, as far as I know, there's not a whole lot of competition between us. Like we're all pulling for each other yes. and I think that's amazing space to be in because it's not like that all the time so uh, I'm grateful for that and uh, yeah you guys can follow me at Bonafide on all the spaces oh yeah oh yeah guys um, follow us at Wrestling Wild Black we got some interviews that we will be dropping out this week uh, we got um, we got some good stuff in the works so just be aware some big stuff dropping and again thanks for both of you guys to come on you guys have always shown love and i was telling gerard about this in a separate chat i said hey i would love one day for me deb jamari all of us to go to a wrestling event together pay-per-view sometime in the near future that would be super dope as well by all means yep yep all All right so folks thanks for coming on another episode of wrestling while black peace Hands up, we can feel a man.